Okay, everyone, welcome to the Lifting Club podcast. My name is Mark. And I'm Liam. And today, guys, we are talking about the slippery fish. The slippery fish that lives in the sea, like SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Not that slippery fish. This one has teeth. Ooh, like shark's teeth? Yeah. Oh, so is this slippery fish a shark? It is a shark. Does the shark live in uh, the sea, or does it not? It, it lives on land. It lives on land. And, and sells clothing. Does it live in a gym? It kind of lives in a gym. It kind of lives in a gym. Does it live in the gym, or does it live adjacent to the gym? Adjacent to the gym. Does it live... Is it a physical corporeal being, or is it just in the minds of young boys with low self-esteem? The, the latter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, for those that don't know what we're talking about, we're not about to tell you because we don't want to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, on uh, going off on a not too different different tangent, how do you feel about various the accusations that have been leveled at a lot of fitness content creators mm. with regards to? selling out to large corporations and such so you've got someone they've started a podcast such as us they've got over 10 people listening such as us <laughs> they've got you know youtube channel they've got subscribers they've got this that and the other they do the tiktok they might do the gram uh not grams of cocaine i mean the instagram <laughs> although they might do grams might of cocaine do, yeah, i yeah. don't know pre-workout pre-workouts not in all sorts of uh proteins <laughs> BCAAs yeah. all the good shit right what do you think about these people that get accused of selling out is it where do you stand on this well it depends on what you're selling out for well you're selling your soul to the devil you're the, selling the, the slippery fish <laughs> you're selling out to get money essentially well look it depends on the brand I think if you're selling out to a brand that is known to be a little bit shady then yeah i think ethically you know morally not too great but if you're selling out to a brand that is generally quite helpful and helps people get to their goals and helps them you know shape the body that they want then i'm, I'm all for it so there's a lot of people that end up getting quite good um quite a good following giving good advice and stuff like that particularly on youtube it seems to be a big thing where you'll get someone when they get to around about a hundred thousand subscribers they get that silver play youtube button yeah and then all of a sudden they've got a, a certain sponsorship with a certain slippery fish yep right and um a lot of people in the comment section call them sellouts and stuff like that because a lot of these people might not do coaching full-time they might do it part-time but they seem to have all of a sudden partnered up with a big corporation that sells you know gym clothes gym attire and then at the beginning of every episode or halfway through there's a you know use my promo code or go and buy this from this specific company or blah 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 people get a lot of the hardcore kind of fans feel like that person sold out to of a large corporation are you okay with this well that person that person has also got to make a living right and one of the ways you got to make a living you know through fitness is is having multiple streams of income so you mm. could argue that they're just trying to provide and by doing what they love doing 
The problem is, is when it gets quite controversial with what they're selling and how they're selling it. So I would agree. I don't have a problem with small or larger personalities partnering up with big companies. There are one or two things that I dislike. I don't like it when I would subscribe to someone on YouTube, for example, fitness pro professional or someone that, you know, I look up to and admire. And then all of a sudden it looks like they're willing to, you know, exchange their ethics, morality and principles for an undisclosed sum. I don't really like that. I like them to be consistent with what they you know the the sort of ideas and things that they push i don't like the censorship that potentially goes on with regards to well i can't say what i want to say because yeah the certain slippery fish god might not god of the <laughs> sea god of the gym might not like it therefore i don't want my income being affected i don't like this so i don't like the um influencers the fact that they're maybe willing to trade their principles for a little bit of money and i don't like the way that a lot of the larger corporations also force people to kind of tell a company line yeah. um the product themselves i think can be quite good actually there's one or two large companies that do create a decent product quite a good product so i'm happy with the products i don't like the shady dodgy practices and i can kind of see how it works because it's literally kind of like steroids and that in the fitness industry and it? it's one of those big uh, public secrets that most people know that a lot of fitness influencers and that are selling training programs and cookie cutter routines and stuff but they themselves are on the juice exactly so that's so. that is the number one problem that i've got with this slippery fish what should we call it slippery let's call it spongebob this is a problem that spongebob's I've got. <laughs> uh yeah spongebob's evil nemesis friend yeah so this spongebob company <laughs> wanted to essentially sell a bench training program so they told one of their athletes quote unquote that they need to get a stronger bench press quickly well, so one, they can sell it one of those athletes that doesn't compete in anything exactly athletes, or is it one of the rare athletes that actually do compete in things? no 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 this is not a competitor okay so this this athlete um hopped on the juice in order to get stronger so they can bench press more so they can sell this program okay and that's essentially how they went about it now the program wasn't anything special it was just a cookie cutter program um but the athlete promoting it had the muscle from the steroids had the strength so they were able to sell it and make a lot of money yeah now the, the problem was is that eventually this athlete came out and told the truth yeah and then ended up getting um, sacked from the company right and they lost their sponsorship and that is the sort of shady dealings that i'm not a fan of in any shape or form so you get like what they call fake natties where people are pushing it could be even something as simple as a cookbook but they're yeah. pushing um these products he sounds like that parrot from a but yeah, it could be any of these products and and they're pushing it because they're on drugs and they look the part. And that's where the problem comes into play because a lot of you who are listening and a lot of you who train are not taking steroids. You're probably never going to look like that. And that's the sort of shady dealings I'm not particularly fond of. Fitness, it yeah, a lot of people start with fitness that so they might have self-esteem issues, they might be unhealthy, they might be unfit, they might be unhappy, but fitness should be something that assists with this. 
it shouldn't really make it all worse. And I think that there's a lot of shady practices that do tend to exploit things like that. You know, I have a lot of admiration for a certain founder of a company. Yes. A certain master of a slippery fish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's an inspiring story. Yeah. It's just where it went from there. I think the issue is that that founder, that person was probably... Uh, the, the reason why I struggle with it, and I really genuinely struggle with it, is because I think that that person, like, they started it because they are their ideal own customer. Mm-hmm. So you can't really get angry at someone like that who they themselves has kind of drank their own Kool-Aid to a certain extent. Yeah. I think the problem is, is when it comes to hiring all of the consultants and various other people that are the people behind the scenes that you never hear about that are, you know, approaching these literally teenagers, putting them on, you know, large amounts of money, six-figure contracts potentially, because they've got a following on YouTube or whatever, and these youngsters don't... I sound really old now. These, these youngsters, they don't really know how to deal with things like that. They're given a load of money really, really quickly. They go out and buy a fancy car. They probably won't invest any of it. But they think that this is going to be it. And that they're made for life and that. And then all of a sudden they get dropped by a certain slippery fish who slipped away out of their hands. <laughs> it's funny as well because I've actually had a client in the past who was on... Um, this company's program or a right. program that he had purchased and he wasn't making any results and this is a true story and he came to me wanting a new program mm. and I had a look at what he was on and it was all sorts of random shit did chat GPT make it for for <laughs> yeah. them do you think do you think the slippery fish has a certain slippery robot yeah who knows it was it was very cookie cutter um, there was a lot of just junk volume and wasted exercises and I, I looked at it and I was like, you don't need a lot of this stuff. And I ended up writing them out a new program, a basic linear progression, novice routine, full body, three days per week. And lo and behold, he made a lot more progress. Mm. True story. Now, because the slippery fish is probably the biggest, uh, I'd say, gym-related kind of uh, company slash brand, because there are lots of things like Adidas mm. and, you know, the classics whether it's Nike and that that makes shoes or whether it is like your traditional kind of sports um, brands and stuff like that that mainly just sell clothes and stuff. But, I mean, they're they're on a... They've been around for a little while now and they tend to work a little bit more with regard to they will sign up footballers and stuff like that. So it's like Cristiano Ronaldo or someone like that that's like got a very, very big following that is supposed to be fit, that is a famous footballer that people look up to. That's classically how it was done. What the next kind of generation, the Slippery Fish kind of generation company has done is they've got that kind of that lower or mid-tier kind of thing. So it's not people that are necessarily celebrities but they are influencers they are people that have got quite a lot of influence so whether it be people in the kind of bodybuilding scene or powerlifting scene or whatever it is these kind of smaller um more unusual sports that are gym related they've kind of cornered the market with that and they've signed up a lot of these people which originally i think that that is an excellent and really really amazing uh thing to do to give people like that give them a platform a platform yeah the problem is, is it doesn't seem to have, have carried on in the industry in general in a very healthy way. 
because it's not about the I don't know if I would say it's not about the message but it's not about the it's basically all about how many subscribers and and stuff like that you've got and whether you conform to a certain slippery stereotype exactly so it's not really about the knowledge you have mm. anymore instead it's about how good you look and how many followers you've got whether you're a juiced up pretty boy as they say yeah yeah exactly and that's, that's sort of the issue we're having because we've mentioned this before and it's it's the smaller channels the smaller channels that you want to be following a lot of these people really know their shit but they don't have a platform to really um share their knowledge and it's those people that you should be following not these 19 year olds who have a large following and they're on the juice and don't think it's just guys as well because it's not it's also females too and a lot of people don't realize that but it's quite heavily uh, dominant in the female fitness industry as well but it's these smaller channels that are not getting a platform which probably should have the platform now where do you stand on the demographics of um, models and various other things that a lot of these companies will use because it's a very stereotypical gym fit kind of athlete so a lot of the complaints that have been leveled nowadays certainly in the last couple of years about kind of uh, healthy at any size and all that sort of thing is they're saying well it is literally just roided up juiced up pretty boys mm -hmm. there's no normal people that are modeling your clothes you're not designing clothes for normal people plus size people you know all of that kind of thing where do you stand on that and i'm not necessarily talking about this company in general the slippery fish company which would make for an excellent brand i think the slippery fish company <laughs> maybe we should bastardize their logo or something yeah maybe um but uh stay tuned <laughs> <laughs> but um with that because i have i don't know i haven't changed my approach i have tried look i've tried very very hard to be uh, to agree with some of my friends and family and that that have said look you're quite athletic it's all right for you to go and buy clothes i am a little bit more overweight i want to be able to go into a shop and buy you know clothes in a plus size or blah blah blah, blah. i've always taken the stance that when you niche down from a company perspective you're kind of looking to create products for a small niche so when you look at a big company like the slippery fish they it was very very niche at the end of the day is people that want to look good in the gym essentially mm -hmm. um there are certain companies like abercrombie and fitch hollister and that that they i always used to shop in places like that because i know that their clothes i can go in i'm gonna like the fact that they only sell things in four colors <laughs> and uh you know which is basically white gray and navy blue <laughs> yeah. um and i don't have to try anything on because i know that what my size is and all that's so i'm one of those people that shop, just shops in two literally two shops and they're both opposite each other um but things like that it's like i've said well you know there are plus size shops for plus size people there are there's like jackamos in there kind of thing what's the problem with having a gym company or a clothing company or something that just caters for a specific type of person i personally don't think there's anything wrong with that and i think the more you try to to please everyone the more of a universal product you have to make and that's less tailored or less mm. personal you know yeah i think the slippery fish are definitely trying to 
they have a target audience that they want mm. to attract and they have a certain demographic which they're aiming towards which for from a business point of view it makes sense right yeah. that's kind of what businesses do um, but yeah I've got absolutely zero problem with a wider demographic and that's definitely something that we should be promoting um, obviously we don't want to normalize obesity is what they call it obviously, normalize it yeah well not normalize well I'm sorry it. but there's like what is it a third or two thirds of the population now are obese in the UK something like that yeah so I, d- I don't want to condone it so to speak right so you don't want to say yeah healthier every size because there's a certain size where health is starting to yeah there's a certain size where your life is actually in danger okay so i don't want to like um condone that but i'm all up for plus size models in fitness because Mm. that is the majority of the population not everyone are is are these like skinny you know roided up pretty boys Mm. That's just not the way it works. But that is also their targeted audience, of course. Well, it's wannabes. It's, it's people yeah. that want to be roided up, juiced up, pretty boys. I'd love to be, except I don't want to take the roids. <laughs> I don't want to take roids. I don't want to take it. I don't want to <laughs> take the drugs that, that that would mean that I would get further there because I think that it's probably actually not going to work out very well for me. As a number of their athletes have also, it's not worked out for, has yeah. it? Which is a shame, really. A lot of them have come forward. A lot of them are now sponsored by other um, other companies after they've come forward about what actually went on behind the scenes and yeah you 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 hear from them just the sort of problems they experienced whilst being on the juice and Mm. it's just it's just not worth it it's a definite no for me i don't have any problem with people like taking it but just be honest about it especially if you're selling programs so there are quite a lot of number of copycat companies which are small companies that you might see on your news feed in facebook instagram that kind of thing and you know they are all doing kind of gym tailored muscle fit t-shirts and tracky bottoms and all that kind of thing at probably a cheap cheaper or around about the same kind of price so there's a lot of emulation for this large company but the large company itself is still doing quite well yeah um but it's one of those things whereby you know what is the real issue if you were to put it into one sentence where did the slippery fish go wrong <laughs> for me it's just lies and deceit lies and deceit so you think honesty is the the best policy do you? i think honesty is the best policy and right. i think i think nowadays especially with like how popular social media is i think people would appreciate that right okay so if they were to turn up and they were to say you know because it is winning you back on site how would a company like that win you back on site because what they've done thus far it just seems like they've just put slightly skinnier models on <laughs> on the home page they've not really turned around and they said look sorry we've done this this was our business practice before i don't agree with this now when the certain uh, ceo stepped down mm. and the founder you know basically became took over to become the new ceo um that might have been i think a prime time for that person who's still quite young to turn around and say look this is how i started the company this is my experiences with body dysmorphia this is my experiences with the fitness industry this is our what we've been on on a journey we may not have been on the right side of this but now i want to now i'm in control of this i think that it's now time to embrace 
you know, and change. I've changed as a person over the last 10 years. I think that the industry needs to change and become a shining light for fitness. But that I, never happened. No, <laughs> I agree, though. I think that's exactly what they should have done. And that person should have went back to their roots. Because if you look at his physique, mm. um, you can clearly see that he is not taking any anabolics. No. Do you um, want to use the term that you're itching to use? Go on. What is it? Come on, it's the one that you always come out with. Is it? Yeah. Purgatory? Oh, novice purgatory. Novice purgatory. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't really I look mean, like you he could tries. have said novice purgatory or intermediate purgatory, but yeah. I love the fact that you said novice purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, he might very well be stuck in intermediate purgatory, but he just looks like he doesn't take drugs, which is great. So he clearly had a vision for when he started this, this company. Mm. And, yeah, going back to the company's roots, I think, would have been a really good thing. The problem is, I feel like cogs are in motion now. It's going to take a long time for it to change and to change the culture. But I think now, especially, that you've got more athletes, athletes, quote-unquote, mm. coming out and saying what's going on behind the scenes. They made yeah. me take this in order to sell programs. I think, I think it will slowly change over time. Do you think it's going to change or do you think that company is just going to die, die because it came in at the right time? Do you think it's going to be like the Tamagotchi? I actually saw one of those in the shop the other day. What, a real-life Tamagotchi? A real-life Tamagotchi. Was, was it still alive? I've never <laughs> known one live this long. I saw them they're in HMV and I was like, oh shit, Tamagotchi. I had the cat one when I was a kid. Do you know what the real sad thing is? Is that there'll be people listening to this that won't know what the fuck a Tamagotchi is. There's people who I work with who don't know what Shrek is. Trek. Shrek. Oh, Shrek, right. Yeah. Okay. How scary is that? That's quite scary. I know, I know. But, um, yeah, I think in terms of, like, their actual clothing, it's pretty good. I think mm. they are cutting edge. They're on the front lines of it. So maybe the company will stay around for a very long time. And they've clearly got a lot of money behind them. Mm. Um, it's just kind of like the ethics of some of their cells that need to be cleaned up a bit. Well, there are other companies that are kind of snapping at the tail of the slippery fish, though, aren't there? There are. They've they've kind of taken the same concept and maybe even taken it further. Yeah. Because the thing is, with again, with the slippery fish, is that what we spoke about kind of at the beginning of this episode was about your average person. So, yeah, okay, someone that is roided up, that is on in, you know Instagram or Facebook or whatever social media you decide to spend more time with rather than your family um <laughs> <laughs> you know whichever one it is um you know that that person you know is not although they say love you and all that at the end of their videos and shit then they don't know you exist right yeah the person at or people at the gym the staff in the gym that you train at the personal trainers that are there the people that really embrace the lifestyle the people that run the after school clubs all of the actual people in your community that you physically interact with, there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of brands that want to partner up with those sorts of people. Yeah, unfortunately. Which is quite sad. Yeah. It's okay to want to look like these influencers. It's fine to admire what they look like and want to look like that, but just understand that Buying their program is not going to make you look like that. Buying their program, eating well, and sticking needles in your ass might get you there eventually. Depending on genetic factors. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
But like Liam said, it's, it's kind of a shame that you've got these people who know their shit, who have been around in the fitness industry for many years and they know what works and what doesn't and yet they don't have the platform um, to really share this knowledge and nor do they have the sponsorships that can kind of go with that which would be really beneficial for the community like Liam said you're actually at, you know engaging with these people on a daily basis mm. these companies they do need to make money and they make money normally based on you buying something from them at the end of the day remember if the product is free then you yourself are the product yeah. <laughs> they're probably harvesting data or I don't know organs or something <laughs> without, without you noticing I don't know but basically, you know, you can, I'm not saying that these companies need to give a load of, of free stuff away, but the barrier to entry needs to be a little bit lower than 100,000 or a million followers on a social media platform. It should be more about, I think, what you contribute. Yeah, I agree. And also, a lot of these people on these social media platforms who you're buying programs from, do they even have the right qualifications? They don't have any qualifications, most exactly. of them. Exactly. But they have a six-pack. They have a six-pack. And that's six way pack. better than a qualification. And they have a large media following. And yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the problem in a nutshell right there, guys. And you, we don't even really need to talk about this. Uh, the, the problems are right there staring at us in the face. News just in, actually. Uh, not all of them have a six-pack because Mike Chang from <laughs> Six-Pack Shortcuts was famous for never actually having a six-pack, wasn't it? It's so funny, man. I remember Six-Pack Shortcuts <laughs> because I remember when I was a teenager doing some of their conditioning workouts because, bum bum bum, Mike Chang was fucking stacked. Mm. And that's what drew me in. I was like, man, I want to look like that. I'll do these, uh, these YouTube workouts. With a towel. With a towel, <laughs> <laughs> doing all sorts of weird crap like I remember he was telling there was this one video where he was going on about how he built his upper chest and yeah. bearing in mind this is a guy who looks like a fucking gorilla and he and he credited it to um, pike push ups so right. it's when you're like in like a yeah. triangle position yeah. doing a push up I was like bro that didn't build your upper chest fucking Royster <laughs> and smashing large amounts of weights on, on the incline bench built your upper chest like come on but, you know, I fell for it because this is what people were telling me. The scary thing now is, like, you would think if a, if one of these dodgy fitness influencers, let's say, for example, I don't know, V-Shred wants to make some, mm. some serious DAO, then, yeah, they can sell cookie-cutter training programs. They can sell bullshit supplements. We should talk about the supplements in a bit. Um and they can sell all sorts of things but actually what the next generation which i'm going to call the tiktok generation because yeah. it is literally like the really young ones they're making money from selling sarms and smelling salts and stuff yeah like that's that's literally drugs like they're actually <laughs> drug dealing now and just because it's kind of legal there's some kind of legal loophole where they get away with it Yes. It's now actually come to that, where that's where the fitness influencers, the really young ones, they are making money. They're thinking, well, I can't sell that many training programs. You know, it costs a lot of money for advertising, you know, for this, that and the other. These, this certain company won't give me a member, uh, you know, a, a an influencer kind of like deal or whatever. What can I do to make money? Oh, I'll just sell SARMs. I'll sell yeah, SARMs. Man. You can click the tag. And then I'll, you know, I'll do, I'll do them as well, and I'll post all about it, and then people will literally, they literally just 
all these young'uns right. message asking for advice and the advice they get back from some of these people I think is oh yeah buy it from this website yeah. <laughs> it's an affiliate link yeah <laughs> it's so bad as well because statistically more and more teenagers are ho- hopping on steroids mm. and it's because of these sort of like large social media platforms and the influences that are selling this crap yeah and that's the sort of problem that we're facing so rather than put in you know the effort over a period of years and get your nutrition down and get on a good program it's now like these teenagers are sticking needles in their bum before they've even built a good strength base they're hopping straight on the juice because that's what everyone's doing before they even started to try and learn a bum exercise exactly before they even got their form down they're, they're hopping on the juice and it's, it's getting worse statistically, which yeah. is which is bad. And, you know, more and more of these very popular social media influencers are being exposed as well. Like, look at the whole Liver King situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that guy, single-handedly, well, not single-handedly, had a team behind him. But they got people eating, like, raw yeah. cow dick or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he, they got all of you. They got so many people eating like liver and all this weird crap just raw because people wanted to look like him. Like you need to understand that guy was on capricious amounts of drugs. Okay, right, we're out of time. If you go over now to the Patreon and listen to the extended edition of this here episode, you might hear the fabulous Baker Boy interrupt us to talk about his new favourite exercise. <laughs> it's not something you should ever see anyone do in the gym. Um, and we'll talk about seahorses and supplements and a bunch of other really good stuff. So go over there now. Bye. Peace. You know the thing with joking?